children somehow never got it or i think more likely had already had it by the time we tested positive um so that was good and um yeah just uh just uh, my mind is a buzz with thoughts about the challenge oh really i was gonna suggest that we start with culture but um, we can start with culture well um, i I'm just trying to figure out if there is some kind of like weird alien future technology in the deliberation room that, you know, automatically causes one person to give an interminable idiotic speech that gets them thrown into elimination. <laughs> I was alien technology um. like what what are what is what are these people possessed with in their final moment in in the moment when all they have to do is shut the hell up what are they possessed with to suddenly not just start talking but seemingly never stop and just digging holes for themselves deeper and deeper i mean yeah. honestly possessed says, is a good word right yes because like like Chelsea never, I wouldn't say Chelsea a great social game, but this is what his third season, and like he's a decent competitor. He's not been a guy that made a lot of waves in the house, and just just watch him like set himself up to get punched in the face multiple times. Yes, like it was just it was it was frankly bizarre. He kept going, like it was one of those moments in a movie where someone sets up them sets themselves up for like a big speech. And you could tell in the first 10 seconds, it's going wrong. Just the best <laughs> thing you can do is bail, bail now out, get out, get out. And he just kept going and going and going. Asking more people. Yeah. <laughs> it was remarkable. It, it literally, it was like he saw, Tiny Jessica's speech last week and was like, I can beat that. I can give a speech yeah. that is even more guaranteed to get me sent into elimination. I mean, after Horacio, you go, okay, I picked the wrong guy. Right. But, you know, you guys have all known me for a while and you know the way I play this game. Right. You know, like, we, we talk, you know, just, you just pivot from there, right? Exactly. You pivot and um, make it so that the, like, five or seven people who are going to back you up can just sort of speak up and back you up. No, don't like individually yeah. identify people who might not back you up. It's, it really was, it was wild. And, and ironically 
you know, the place in my notes where it says Chauncey is inviting elimination was like 20 minutes before that. So he was already, <laughs> unlike Jessica the previous week, he was already like on the chopping block potentially. And he just literally took the axe and like lined it up with his neck and was like, can I help you any further? <laughs> I, I just, it was wild. It was wild. And would you have tried to play the, you don't know who I'm going to pick if you throw me down there card at all or yes. And not like only a potent card. it is that's, you could tell it's a potent card. Cause that was half of the topic that everyone was talking about in their little conversations was like, yeah. Well, but if he gets thrown in, who's he going to pick? And da 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 da. And not only did Chauncey like give that speech that that ultimately got himself thrown in, but when he's talking to them about it, he also promised not to call in like two-thirds of the house, including blatantly the easiest opponent. For what yeah. reason? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, right? I mean, like, ultimately, the people in his alliance did like his choice, right? Like, he would have won some points had he been able to get himself back in the house. And quite frankly, he really should have been able to get himself back in the house. It was not a bad... <laughs> As it turned he, out, he, he had a massive advantage in this particular game. Well, yes, he also had a massive disadvantage, and the question of whether his disadvantage <laughs> in strategy uh, would overcome his advantage in endurance was answered pretty emphatically. He <laughs> sure was. So, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I mean. Uh... I, I already forgot that it's James, right? James, James is the guy that, that won. Yeah. Who, like, by the way, basically took the, the third game off pretty much. He essentially <laughs> did. And still managed to win. And for a man of such impressive size, he runs like a ballerina. <laughs> he is six foot five and probably like 260. But he has skinny little legs and runs like a ballerina and also got tired incredibly quickly. So not only did Chauncey get himself eliminated, although in the end, I don't think James was the worst choice because he he made the right call. Like, I have better endurance than this guy, right? Like, that was actually sound strategy. He just didn't have sound strategy just, for how to play Connect just Four. Clearly had not played but I was gonna say I hadn't played much Connect Four. In yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't great. But but I would say in addition to knocking himself out, he put James in peril because nobody who watched that is gonna want James on their team in a final. Yeah. Yeah, while we're here, I'm just going to go ahead and give Melissa the burn of the week uh, for her uh, her uh, pointing out that James would have no chance in the final and uh, talking about him making, gassing out and making panning sounds and all of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was yep. great stuff. That was excellent. Yeah, carved, carved him up pretty surgically, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I, it wasn't a burn, but my line of the week, I don't know who said it. Um because there was no way to tell. I rewound to try to figure it out. Uh, but as they walked into the deliberation room, I don't know if you caught this. There's like a bunch of oranges sitting on the table. And just like in a shot with seven people in it, you just hear someone go, who's going to throw the first orange? <laughs> 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 
And I don't know why. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's like it had nothing to do with anything. But you just like it sounded maybe even off camera. Someone being like, who's going to throw the first orange? <laughs> I don't know. Just, that, really, that really sent me this week. <laughs> Um, somebody described somebody as having Kim Kardashian moves. I think that was Big T. I don't. I don't know. That was that was another one I had written down for Burn. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I, I I didn't like it when he did it, but getting back to the James thing, Chauncey had the right idea. He did have endurance, and it's just he's got to get one of those puzzle apps, man. You gotta you gotta start working the brain muscle. Yes. He, uh, there was one point where he was like, um, you know, this round's going to be about who wants it more. And I'm like, no, no, no. it isn't. It's going to be about That's who so puts funny. the lights in the right spot. That's so <laughs> funny you said that because cause when he said that, both me and my wife were like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not about that. You have to use your brain. <laughs> you massive man. <laughs> um, but shout out to Chauncey. He's going home to his baby and, um. All will be well. I he is a, and, 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 like it seems a seemingly good guy. Although oh, really? Does some more people over in this game than I realized. <laughs> well, but you know what? I, it's funny because I I listened to the podcast uh, today, and I thought that actually Devon and Devin made a good point about this, which is that that scene in deliberation made it feel like he's just been screwing people over left and right. But if you actually think back to what was happening on those seasons, it, it, he really wasn't screwing people over. First of all, he's getting led around by his nose by his lady, which, you know, fair enough. She was a champion. Well, that was the next thing doing. I was going to say is, right, she could, he could have kind of thrown her under the bus a little bit, right? And yeah. could have been like, okay, guys, yeah, you know, but you all understand. Like, I was playing Amber's game. My girl's a champion, and I'm just I'm, I was playing her game. I think everyone would have got that. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, by then he had already asked a third person, "Have I ever done you wrong?" and gotten the answer, "Yes." Um, <laughs> so it was a little late to throw Amber under the bus. And also, he doesn't seem like the sort of dude that would throw Amber under the bus. But but that said, like I think a lot of what happened in past seasons, like he did say Horacio when. Horacio when he told him he wouldn't but what the replay didn't show and and what he made this point on the podcast was that he was like the last person to say a name there and he actually had been planning to say Jordan but when everyone had already said Horacio he was just like why am I gonna make another enemy out of Jordan when I could just say Horacio and said, Horacio, it was well, a meaningless now you, vote. Now, now, now you got the flip side of that question. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Horacio remembers. But, but in, 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 in Chauncey's defense, I don't think Horacio was really upset about that. He just, when he was asked a direct question, <laughs> he gave an honest answer. You know? Like, I think if yeah. the question had been, like, do you think I'm snaky or something... But instead, it was like, can you think of a single instance in which you've been unhappy with my behavior? So, of course, everyone's got something. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah, I like, Horacio, not the guy you want to go to first there. He's just too, he's too 
he's too straight a talker. That's right. I mean? That's right. right. He's very straight yeah. and a very like, straightforward I dude. Think if he had gone to Michelle first, I don't think Michelle is going to go. Well, actually, yeah, you I know don't what either. I mean? But I don't either. She had the permission structure to do so. Right. You know and, what I'm saying? And, uh, as the third person. Yeah, because by the way, Michelle and Jay were supposed to be his allies at that moment, not throwing him under the bus. And right. also, th- the two of them, like, they make no sense ever. The only thing you can rely upon from Jay and Michelle is that they are for some reason defending each other, which I still don't totally understand that relationship. They, they love each other, man. Those they, two are, like, are thick as thieves. They're ride they're or die. Not- they're a legitimate ride or die for each other. It's not clear why or how it helps either of them, but they're both just so messy and chaotic all the time that, like, you never know what the hell they're going to do other than save each other. Yeah. And yet they both have a lot of friends in the game. They do. They do. It's so interesting. Like, these are the moments where you just you have to realize that there's so much not only – on on site off camera but like these people interact with each other in their lives away from the challenge right. you know what i mean like the yeah. relationships there's so much we don't see um i it, it's right. funny and every once in a while you get a little shot like oh olivia and Reese are like like hang out and talk every day right you know what i mean like legitimate Really good friends in real life. Yeah, and sometimes that stuff is surprising. Not so much Nerys and Olivia. They do seem like kindred spirits to me. And yeah. now seems Although, like... Nerys has a little bit of mean girl in her this year, I feel like. Oh, I love it so much. I love Nerys embracing her mean girl. Because it's not like... it's it, there, there definitely is some mean girl in there. But it's not like, you know, Mean Girls the movie on the attack. It's more just like... I'm not here for the bullshit, and I'm going to call it all out incredibly directly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's been mean like 10 times in two episodes, but I don't know that she's been wrong yet. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I would I would agree with that. Um, I would agree with that. But it's also hard for her to be wrong in my eyes. That's so, fair. It, she, that, there, there were a couple <laughs> of outfits in this episode that I don't even know what to say. And uh, really, the two of them, Norris and Horacio both, like I, every time they're on screen, I'm just trying to figure out how a human being that looks like that exists. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I guess it, I guess it made sense that they found each other, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for those crazy kids. Like, neither of them should be settling for less. <laughs> they deserve each other in like the best, most positive possible way that I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like usually they deserve each other is is a shot, but I mean it. I mean it wholesomely. It's a and... shot, but no, no. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I feel like Melissa just seems to find love, right? Like it just seems to sort of come her way. Yeah, and I I like Every Kylan, season, man. Whether she's looking for it or not. Yeah, I yeah. I, I Kylan like is a guy. a very interesting dude, and I don't know if this is really going to work out for him, for him in the long term. Um, but it seems like it's not, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, but but like I appreciate him just living his truth and trying to do things his way. 
um, even if it's it's not going to go great. No, no, you could definitely. Like, I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily guess he was on the spectrum, but you could definitely tell he was not really picking up on social cues. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I <laughs> remembered that from from last time he was on because it was sort of a, a you know significant talking point in his first season, but you definitely. Yeah, when he when you f- find out or are reminded of it, you can definitely attach it directly to some of his behavior. Um, just that, like he, it's very obvious he's missing social cues in some situations, and then like sometimes he just says too much, very like directly and matter of factly. Um, mm. Like I, I, he threw Raven right under the bus, and I don't think he was even trying to. <laughs> But, they, like, he was in a conversation about who was going in, and he was like, well, Raven just came upstairs and told me, da 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 I can't even remember what the thing was. Like, Chauncey was going to yeah, do this, that, and the other right. thing. It was like, that, it's like nobody, even the, the gossipiest gossips in the challenge house don't share information that directly, dude. You gotta, <laughs> gotta keep it a little that, closer to the chest. relevant information, though. It was? It was relevant information, but, but man, it did that, you know. And Raven, Raven, like, I like Raven, but she's also a little messy. You know I, what I mean? Like, I don't know if I like. I I feel bad for Raven. Um, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I just feel bad for Raven. I, I yeah I like, but she's not good at this game, and she's not. I don't know how to say this in a nice way. She doesn't seem emotionally up to the challenge, literally and figuratively. Is that, is yeah, that unfair? I, it might be a little unfair. I, I'd certainly say it accurately describes her first season. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, she felt um, completely apart in her first season. Which wasn't that long, right? No, yeah, it was short. So I'm willing to write that off. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's just that even now, she hasn't like turned it around so far. No, she is not. <laughs> and she I mean? just yeah. she seems very overwhelmed all the time. Is really what I'm, I think, keying in on. It's not just that she's not doing great, because um, she hasn't been, you know, other than, uh, you know, being the only person legitimately defending Chauncey, which probably felt pretty lonely. Like she's largely yeah. been forgettable in a good way this season. She hasn't done anything noteworthy in a bad way but well and this is what we're talking about I, I think no one's doing great if we're just talking about performance out that's out fair the challenge field yeah right? well no one's we, doing great we talked a lot about chauncey and and the elimination and all that but yeah i mean through two episodes the group stinks <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no, they're real bad. Communications terrible. Strategy is poor. Uh, there are there are too many weak links, some of which are very surprising, um, and and just yeah, I I don't have a lot of hope for them winning any of the dailies as a group. You know, no, <laughs> and it kind of makes this whole control segment. You know what I mean, like. I don't know. It feels like we're like just, you know, I, I'm the first person to come on and say fantastic episode of the challenge. We have not had one of those yet. And I, I don't know that if that we're 
going to for a little bit until we start weeding out some motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think um, that's probably because true. Because too many people, they can't communicate, and they don't seem to be that good at the game. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of raw talent, for lack of a better term, right? I mean, we talked about this last week. Some great like, physiques. There's That's, not a lot of people, that. right? You there's know, not right. a lot of people who look incapable, but nobody has seemed um, like in full control of themselves and and their game to this point. And I think that speaks directly to the fact that nobody here has played more than two or three seasons. You know, they're. Right. Nobody has the built-in clout to step out and say, everybody shut up and listen to me. And and really, when you're trying to get whatever it is, 20-something people in line to work together to accomplish a goal, you just need a leader. If not a single yeah. leader, at least a couple of people on a leadership committee. You cannot just randomly start yelling and whoever continues to yell for the longest time gets to decide <laughs> how it goes. That's it, right. it, I don't, yeah. I don't have any proof of this and, and obviously it didn't work out last week, but I do feel like if they'd have just listened to Kieran at the beginning, they would have done a lot better as a challenge on this particular challenge. A hundred percent. Well, mean? and my primary <laughs> note about that whole section was just, it's, it's nuts that they can't, get it together to just listen to people who have legitimate ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if a guy is like, Hey, I really know how to do this. I'm going to hear him out. Me. Yeah. And I, it seems I, like very I, few people just say like, all right, man, we'll do it this way. And if it doesn't work out, then you're on the chopping block. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like, or like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Especially if he's willing again, by this point, everyone knows the score. Right, if 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 you step up yeah. and take control, you're putting your ass on the line. If he's willing to do that, that should suggest to you that this guy has some, uh, you know, legitimate ideas. He at least believes himself yeah. to be, you know, some level of expert in this. Hear him out, and if what he says sounds stupid, fair enough, move on. But like, you have your time to plan. They didn't even and, let him get it out. No, they didn't even let him say it. It's crazy. And, and I mean, part of the trick here is that the people who have a legitimate understanding of how to do some of these things, when everyone just starts shouting over them, they're like, all right, forget it. Like, somehow it's always the people with the least clue who are willing to continue yelling the longest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's because we're on reality TV. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but it, but it's one of these things where, like, if, if somebody could just, in between challenges, sort of push the house and say, guys, we got to, like, we're going to pick three people that, seem like they have a an idea and they're going to be the people that dictate decision making in terms of strategy and like after they pick a strategy if people have ideas chime in but like 
these are the three or four people who are going to put their heads together because it just can't be 20 people. It can't be 20 people trying to come up with a, a, a strategy for the group. But they're not going to do that because they're no. still trying to establish who's the alpha here. That's you know right. I mean? They're not going to do that. And and you know what's interesting? Like, if this was a game with well-established veterans, like, they they might do it grudgingly, but they're going to empower somebody to make those decisions. They yeah, just are. No, I mean, Bananas is going to pipe up and start talking. They're going to – people are going to listen. We're CT – Right, you know exactly. Even Fessy, even Fessy, I mean? so, and and I, um, I think that's the problem with this group. And it, you know, it's it's obviously the gimmick of the season, um, but the problem for this group to all work together is that they just there's no obvious choice to defer to. Like you can on a, on an on the average challenge season, you can maintain some of your pride. And also defer to Johnny Bananas, you know. Right. It, like I don't. <laughs> I don't think. My guess is, you know, Jay doesn't think he can maintain his pride in the game if he defers to Kieran, and that's dumb stuff. But it's not necessarily surprising. Right. I, <laughs> that's fair enough. All right. Before we go, what do you, uh, what do you make of the? U.S. versus Europe sort of uh, gameplay that seems to be forming here in this episode. I mean, it was inevitable, um, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna have a lot of sticking power. I mean, it's obviously gonna be done by the time whatever this chaos thing is that rolls around and, and the the vets show up. Clearly, but but I just don't even. <laughs> I don't think many of these people have the courage of their convictions, like. How many people in Chauncey's position, after promising not to call out Huey, would have done it anyway? Because I would argue, like, at least half. half. Yeah, I would say most of the house. So, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's an environment where alliances are not built to last. No, no, and poor, poor Huey's gonna get. is going to get called out sooner or later. He is. It's pretty much unavoidable. <laughs> look, I, I do. I feel a little bad for, for Huey in this situation and, and, you know, the people who end up in these situations, which there's always somebody every season, if not more. But when he is giving his speech, like everyone says I'm a weak competitor and da, 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 and da, 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 da. And it's just like, bro, I hear you. It must be frustrating, but like, just turn to your right and then to your left. And you tell me who you'd rather face than you, right? Like it doesn't I mean. Would say I would say the only response to that is is fuck around and find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you gotta you go all, beat you some all people. Think I'm weak, come try me. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? And if you do, God bless. You know, great job. Then maybe people will stop saying that. But. Until you beat a bunch of people, you're going to be judged on what you look like and how you've done in the daily challenges. And in terms of being a good elimination competitor, you sucked in both of those categories, dude. 
You just sucked. Yeah, but uh, again, a lot of people did. <laughs> so I don't know exactly how fair that was. He did suck, but a lot of people did. You I would say I mean? like four people so, sucked in the daily challenge, but again, if you're just if you're just I judging them, Huey's the f- easy first choice, you know? Yeah, sure. Is. sure and, is. I will say I was pretty touched by James's like. <laughs> yeah. Like, he keeps me safe. <laughs> yeah, you know, J- James is an interesting one, right? Because he's clearly yeah. smart. Um. He looks like a giant pile of meat, but but he's smart and also seems to be a really nice guy. So and also very tired, right? And also can't run. So it's uh, he he he. I, I will say this: I did not know James's name before last night, and I don't think I'm going to forget his name no, for the either. rest of the series. I. I literally was like, wait, where, where did this guy come from? But I yeah. remember for the first episode. No, and <laughs> and I still, for the life of me, cannot remember his previous appearance. I think he said at one point, he said he was on some show, some English reality show. That was no, no, he had, there. he has to have been on the challenge. Yeah, I'm sure it was on the challenge you can, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was the challenge we watched. Oh, was it? Was it not? Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe so. maybe that's what it is. But like I guess he uh he was eliminated fairly quickly in the in whatever challenge he was on as well. So I don't know that anyone really knows quite what he's capable of. I I'm interested though cuz as as rough as that endurance-based challenge was for him, it, it, he one thing that man does not skip is arms day. So if there's an uh, no. an upper body strength challenge, he's going to be very difficult to beat. He's he's an interesting competitor, and if he's actually good at puzzles and stuff, which you know early indications are positive, he could he could be a bit of a threat. Maybe not in a challenge, yeah, but to to, to, some cardio. to knock people some out. Cardio. Yeah, he needs <laughs> yeah. get him on a treadmill right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, um, maybe some leg presses too, because he really, for for a dude that big, he has some skinny ass legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot to lot to cart all that upper body around. It's true, man. Um, yeah. All right, should we should we switch gears to culture? I think we should. Um, I want to start with bodies. Oh, okay. Um. And here's why I want to start with bodies. Uh-oh. Um, I watched like one and a half of these. Oh. And I found myself to be um, confused and occasionally bored. Hmm. Um, but also slightly intrigued. And I'm hoping that you have a better handle on this show and can tell me whether or not I should continue to try to uh, get myself into it. Interesting. Um, uh, my short answer is yeah. I think you should. I. So, I'm trying to think, because I'm three or four in now. Um, but I guess what I would say to you, someone who has not watched as much as me, is that if the if the general 
Well, okay. <laughs> how about how about this? There's just an awful lot unfolding in this show. Um, oh, getting that that much I that much I'm getting. Yes, <laughs> but but I I guess what I would say is they they almost to to torture a, an analogy they like unfurled a gigantic blank canvas before they started filling it in. Does that make sense? So I think the okay, first gotcha. I think basically what you've watched is mostly drawing the borders of this thing and the coloring in is something that's happening gradually. Um, I will say there's there. If I had to guess, there does appear to be at least some sort of supernatural element to something going on here, which, you know, look, the premise of the show is the exact same dead body is found in the exact same place in four different time periods over the course of like 150 years. So, Obviously, well, something weird always, is going on. Not always dead, though, right? Uh, well, yes, I suppose not. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll make sure I got that part right. <laughs> yeah, um, but that part gets even weirder. Um, so I, I will say this. It is definitely incredibly weird. It is definitely a lot. Like, you are trying to follow four surprisingly different um, stories given that they're all surrounding the same body, which may or may not be dead. Um, I, this is... The, uh, so, after the last episode we watched, which was either three or four, um, so, I don't know, I think we're, you know, approaching the halfway point, if not there yet. I was, yeah, I've been watching, yeah, I've been watching this one with my wife, and the... We sort of looked at each other after the last episode we watched and and both had the same thought which was this is entertaining and interesting and kind of exciting but boy they are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to bring it all together yeah. so I guess maybe what I should say is I don't know whether to advise you to get really into this because I think what we have here is a creative idea for a show that has the potential to be really interesting and if they can actually bring it all together in a way that makes sense and is not stupid, I think it could be an incredible show. On the other hand, it's a well, big. It's, clear, it's a. It's clearly based on a comic book, right? So it's not like they're like flying blind in terms of the story or where it's going. I well, but I've I don't know I if the they... comic book's any good. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's any good, but I'm gonna guess it has an end. You know what I mean? Well, look, it's gonna have an end, but but the end can be it can be you know lost and suck ass and not be a sufficient explanation for all the crazy stuff that you just watched or the end can be uh, something good that I can't think of right now, but something must have ended well in the history of television. Um, so like I, the Americans ended well, but you didn't watch it. Damn it. No, I was going to say gossip girl, but I didn't think that would hit with you. So look, and a lot of people disagree anyway. I didn't watch it. Yeah. 
here's the thing. I, I I like all the pieces. I like how different the stories are. I like like there's a lot of thematic things they can touch because of the different time periods. Um, there is definitely something going on with the detectives who all like there are interesting parallels, right? Like the you've got a um, in the oldest timeline, you've got a, a detective who is somewhat necessarily because it's the late 1800s, a closeted gay man. You've got a Jewish detective right in the middle of the Holocaust. Then you've got a, a Muslim female detective in modern times and someone who is a quadriplegic except for technology that allows her to walk in the future. And, and then, like, there, so my point in, in bringing that up is, like, those people are not really similar people at all, but they're all facing a certain kind of prejudice in a certain kind of way, right? And so there are these sort of parallels that aren't precise, but that make sense with one another between the different storylines. Like, a lot of thought went into this very clearly, and I do think it has the potential to be really, really good, but I'm, I am not, I am not unconcerned that the sort of, oh, this is what was happening all along to get the same body in four different timelines. I'm not unconcerned that it'll be stupid. And if it is stupid, that's gonna, yeah. it's gonna make the whole thing feel like a waste of time. So it's a, uh, it's a risk. It's a risk. But I will say. The acting, the the uh, you know cinematography, the mood that this sets. There's you know the the late eighteen hundreds one is almost like a romantic drama with a mystery gotcha. at the heart <laughs> of it. Part for me there a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, the 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 nineteen forties story is like a blatant film noir style story the 2023 story feels a little bit like that um that like the the, the hulu detect the uh, fbi show actually that's well the future feels a little more like that and that one's in different timelines too but no i was gonna say the uh the rob stark terrorism show what was that called oh sorry i thought yeah, no, no, no. The, um, the future does kind of feel like the FBI show. The The present one feels like that. Uh, not the one with Priyanka Chopra. I'm never coming up with that name. I know the show you're talking about, but I'm never coming up with that yeah, name. Yeah, but he was like a hostage <laughs> negotiator or something, where it's it, it yeah, feels like a yeah. very grounded yeah, sort of realistic cop show type of thing. I, I don't know. I again it's a huge canvas they're doing a lot of things and they're doing most of those things well so i don't i have i have zero complaints about what i've watched i've found it enjoyable and and pretty engrossing but there is this little thing easy to follow are you are you uh surprised that i uh, i feel somewhat like confused no i'm not shocked i do think like it's one of those things where it like the picture just gets filled in a little bit more as with every passing minute, you know? So I think you're gotcha. by the end of the second episode, you, I think you'll probably be significantly less confused, but there's also an element of just like, 
part of part of what's happening here is what the fuck is going on, right? So, you know, fundamentally, the same body is in four different times. That's the, and that's the question ultimately that that I assume will be answered in the finale. You know, and if that's a good answer, I think this will be a great show. And if it's not, I'll have wasted seven and a half hours. Yeah. So you know. Um, no. Sorry, go ahead. Are you are you ready for that risk or not? I guess gets the question. I don't see how much time I got. I guess would be the answer to that. I did, by the way. Uh, I, I feel like I should announce this. I did finally get my own Netflix account. So I'm. Congratulations <laughs> to you, because Netflix is on the real TV again. <laughs> it's almost <Yay>. like <laughs> you jinxed yourself because I feel like we have had two or more Netflix things every single week of this podcast since you said, <laughs> do I even need to buy Netflix? There's nothing on there anymore. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I finally did. So yeah. whatever. Cancel any time, right? That's what they say. Exactly. I think um, perhaps what we've learned is that no streaming service was better prepared for a strike than Netflix. Yeah, no. They, the strike was great for them. From yep. a business standpoint, I should say was. It's still ongoing, right? So, well, the actors are still uh, striking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been great for them. They had a bunch of stuff in the bank, so they've been able to crank out shows. And uh, they're not spending any money. Yeah. Yeah, must <laughs> be nice. Time, so, uh, which is, was something of a problem for them. So I think it's uh, it's been quite good. Um, regardless, <laughs> let's talk about another Netflix thing. Uh, no hard feelings. I feel like... Um, this is one of those where, you know, you wanted to bake a cake and you, you got all the ingredients and you, you mixed all the ingredients up and, and you, you got good flour and sugar and, uh, frosting and all the stuff you need. You put that sucker in the oven and it just doesn't quite rise right. You know what I mean? Um, like I, it's. There ever there is everything here to be a good funny teen rom com sex romp, and I just don't know if the jokes are there to really like. It's just not that funny. Oh, I you know what I mean? I laughed. I I mean, I. It's not brilliant, you know. It's not. It's not like the first time I watched. super bad or something um right like, but i, I think it's like cock blockers you know what i mean like or blockers i think they want to call it blockers right yeah I, but you know what I mean? like, that's kind of exactly where it is for me actually um i did think it was blockers level funny now i'm prepared to open myself up to the possibility that i'm simply so overwhelmed by the charm of jennifer lawrence that i I was more easily entertained watching this film than I ordinarily would be. Um, but I actually, I got a lot of good laughs. And and I thought one thing this film did do well beyond, like, I mean, I guess what I was going to say, but which is, I think, maybe not as different as it might sound from what you said, is that, like you put it in the oven and you just got like a pretty good cake. Like you're not going to send it to any competitions. 
Uh, you're not going to like call the neighbors <laughs> over to come taste it. You can't believe how good this cake is. But like you use good ingredients and the cake tastes good enough to eat. Yeah, exactly. You ate it. It's a it's a totally edible and reasonably enjoyable cake. Because that that's that's where I feel like this was. Like I I did laugh. I I'm not going to think about this movie a ton moving forward. Um but I thought it was funny and what it did do which I appreciated was find a way to make what is essentially a romantic comedy that skips a lot of the tropes of the genre. Um and it's not that I, I that's hate I don't. Yeah, it's fairly tropeless. You know what I mean. Yeah, and it's not that I generally hate the tropes of romantic comedy, but it's refreshing to see. Usually, that pretty good cake I described as a film is very cookie cutter, and and although again this is like not a brilliant film by any stretch of the imagination, it is a little different than what you usually get. In the like, here's another rom-com that we made on a reasonable budget thing. You I know? guess. Do you, do you remember the, the like the Jake Johnson uh, in the Christmas Town rom-com that we watched a few months ago on Netflix? <laughs> also, his name is going to escape me. Um, but, you know, like they made it together. They wanted to like i thought that was a much better job of doing the rom-com that was avoiding the pitfalls of the rom-com but right. still had love for the genre of rom-com you know what i mean then yeah. this was to, to me this was yeah i ate the cake i made the cake i ate the cake but uh, i wasn't really that happy with the cake in the end you know yeah sure i ate it but it wasn't like it wasn't the cake i was hoping for huh all right uh i yeah i mean that's all fair i i understand that sorry i got distracted because i just realized you're talking uh, about the name of that movie well i was i was trying to look for the name of that movie but instead i became distracted by the fact that jake johnson grew up uh very close to me I, and somehow i never knew that before oh. born in evanston illinois raised in wilmette uh, unfortunately yeah I, th- I thought i knew that um did you fi- did you figure out the name of the movie I did not. I'm I'm pretty confused. Uh, are you sure we're talking about uh, Jake Johnson? And are you sure we? No, maybe maybe Jake Johnson wasn't in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're thinking of a movie starring somebody else, but now because I'm thinking of Jake Johnson, I can't. What, I can't. Was he not in that movie? I don't know what movie we're talking about, so it's very difficult for me to say. But I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, he was in two films um, in 2023. One was a. Uh, it was Alison Brie was in it. Um, and uh, damn it, now I'm gonna figure it out. Um, well, Alison Brie does not look a lot like Jake Johnson. I don't know. No, but I thought it was Alison Brie, Jake Johnson, but it is not. <laughs> it's it's called it's called somebody I used to know. Oh yeah 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 sure. The, uh, I, Why did I think Danny, it was Danny Pudi was in that movie? That was Danny Pudi and Jay Ellis. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. Jay Ellis. Was the I was going to say that that film starred a black man, so it's a particularly bizarre. <laughs> Did, but uh, <laughs> Alison Brie and Jake Johnson made made a movie together, right? They made some movie together. That clearly must be what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's. They certainly seem like people who would make a movie together. 
Yeah. Are we going right. to spend some time trying to figure out if they made a season together now? <laughs> I'm going to. Or see made a movie together? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I. Yeah, I feel they have both appeared in in a handful of um, Swanberg properties, so I wouldn't be surprised if they had crossed right. paths. Yeah. Um, uh, easy, like what's, maybe? I don't know. Well, they were definitely both in Easy, I think. Maybe Alison Brie wasn't in Easy. Jake Johnson clearly was. Yes. We're going to have to look into this off air. Anyway. Anyway, somebody used to know was good, and, and no hard feelings was not. <laughs> that, was, that was my original point. <laughs> um, I'm not going to argue that no hard feelings was better. It's definitely the, like, dumber version of a rom-com. Like, this is stupid comedy. The, the laughs are stupid laughs. But I did laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, did. look, I'm not saying that I chuckle, but I just didn't think it was that funny at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like this is one of the the key places our tastes diverge. Is, um, I just, I'm really here for a l- much dumber laughs than you are most of the time. <laughs> perhaps. perhaps. Yeah, I love a dumb I, laugh. I, don't, I blame I don't the kids. Think we have you know? any... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair. I don't think we have any dumb laughs on the agenda this week. No, it doesn't um, seem like. Although maybe Quiz it. Lady has some dumb laughs. Well, it does know. have Quiz Aquafina, so that's a, um, that's a good head start towards dumb laughs. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. You don't usually think of Sandra O oh, um, as as a dumb laugh person, but it does seem like she's really going for it in this one. So yeah, fingers um, crossed. I I I kind of have high hopes for this. Which, by the way, if you missed the Quiz Lady on Hulu, yeah, we're watching. And that is a movie, right? Sorry, what were you saying? Is it movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, we should formally say what we're talking about, but you did it. Oh, but I was doing it. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Going to reset it, as they you say were. in the business. That's right. Um, in case you're just joining <laughs> us, Mark Marin uh, on his podcast occasionally does the like I'm being a radio DJ now and and like resets things over and over again on a podcast. I find it funny. Yeah, you know from his actual radio days that he got coached into doing that so much and hated it that exactly. I, I'm sure he's got some. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Hundred percent. It's pretty funny. Um, I don't have to hear him doing that to understand all of it. Yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> well, but what's interesting is he actually. All right, we are all. I was just going to add, what's interesting about Marin in that context is he actually does have a ton of respect for the goofy morning radio guys because he had to get up and do morning radio, and he knows how goddamn hard it is. Yeah, it's it's effing hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's a goddamn hard job, man. (laughs) Um, He needs to play a a DJ in a movie at some point, I feel like. Um, Yeah, I I I think that could be good. I, um, I agree. I it, it, so much so I almost feel like he has done that, but I don't think he has. No, no, not yet. Um, all right, uh, we're also going to watch Fingernails, uh, which has a lot of people that we are excited about. That is a movie. It's on Apple TV Plus, uh, and it stars Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed and Jeremy Allen White, um, uh, aka the guy from the band. Yeah, some people know him as the guy um, from Shameless, but I, I, I do not. No, she's very good on Shameless, though. 
Um, and you want to talk about Neon on Netflix at all? I mean, no, because I don't really know anything about it other than uh, it, it got the thumbs up of approval from Shea Serrano, and that's usually enough for me. Um, but apparently it's about a, a, a few dudes who moved to Miami to pursue reggaeton dreams, and uh, that that sounds funny. Do you have reggaeton dreams? You, uh, no, but my wife, my well, I know more than I otherwise would about reggaeton because my wife is a uh, big, big reggaeton fan, big Latin music fan in general. Oh, really? Like, so what's her, what's her jams? Um, like she'd have to tell you like what her bad real bunny, jams are, but like, yes, Balvin. I have, I have heard all of the Bad Bunny, J Balvin. Um, I've heard, what's his, uh, what's his name? I just know the thing he says at the end. So here's a fun thing about reggaeton that I didn't know until my wife. And she speaks Spanish, so like she actually knows what they're saying. Um, but at the end... So you know how in hip-hop songs, a lot of times you'll have dudes like calling out their name in the chorus right before they do a verse? The, yeah. re- the reggaeton Twi- thing is at the end of the song, everyone has like a tag. So, oh. so they say their little like tag at the end of the song if it's like a big collab. Um, anyway, uh, Osuna, that's the guy I'm trying to think of. Osuna, uh, yeah, J Balvin. Who's the other J? There's another J that, that we're sleeping on who's huge. Um, that I don't know why I can't think of him right now. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a whole long know. list. Not coming to my mind. Well, I saw because I play like four songs in concert once and and rather enjoyed it. I'll tell you what, man. I I definitely <laughs> I would never have even gotten into reggaeton, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, like even just like listening to it, I would change the station probably, but. Having been sort of forced to listen to a surprising amount of it, like it'll get you. <laughs> it will get you. How's your Spanish? Terrible. I speak no Spanish, but and, and and like part of me is like, God damn it! All these songs sound the same, but it sucks you in. It sucks you in. It's got a vibe. You know, and we talked about this. I'm on like day two fifty of Duolingo lessons. Oh, Duolingo <laughs> Spanish lessons. How's and it going? Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I, it's like, probably better than mine. Like I can form a couple sentences. Yeah. And it, but anytime I get remotely confident and try to like, listen to someone actually speak Spanish, I'm immediately lost. It's terrible. By yeah. the way, Nicky Jam is the guy I was thinking of who has a J in his name. Um, oh. Who's yeah, very big. Got that one. Uh, so yeah, the like I would say, uh, Nicky Jam, Osuna, Carol G, Bad Bunny, those are the those are the the big ones that I'm hearing in my wife's car most often these days. But but it's a long list, it's a lot lot going on there. It's a whole it's a whole genre it's a whole that, vibe. that we it's have whole not vibe. explored, and we're going to explore with the Netflix series Neon. <laughs> all right well i hope you guys will join us for that i mean hopefully week, there are not too many time. hopefully there's not too many like inside reggaeton jokes you know that's that's all we can hope for no 
<laughs> that will be lost. All right. Uh, as I was saying, we're not exactly sure what time or even what day next week's podcast will come out, but it's going to come out. So we're going to do, do your it. homework, and we'll, we'll talk to you. Then. Sometime between Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> be on the lookout. You know, keep your keep your ears to the podcast app, so to speak. We know. We know yeah, we know you're subscribing. It'll pop up there anyway. Exactly. You don't know when this comes out anyway. It just shows up in your feed one day. Like yeah. a total surprise. It just shows up and, and then the joy goes with it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.